We flew all the way to London for Star Wars Celebration and we broke down Star Wars and video games. What makes them so special and how video games have shaped the entire lore around Star Wars. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Throughout the years, video games have come to influence Star Wars in a number of ways. From the fights and flow of action on the NES and SNES games and how they came to influence that of The Empire Strikes Back. All the way to Andor and the planets, locations, weapons, and characters from the video games. Star Wars has a rich history, taking influence from its own games and others to flesh out the deepening lore and storytelling. Who is excited for Jedi Survivor? Right? I cannot wait. Uh, stay tuned to the end and we'll have an exciting thing about that, but we're, we're very excited. But Jedi Survivor is going to be the newest iteration of Star Wars video games. There is a long history of video games in Star Wars. That's one of the reasons that I loved it. Some of my first introductions to Star Wars were obviously the, the Galaxy of Fear books. But like the thing that I remember the most were the video games. And not just like Force Unleashed. My, someone in my family had an NES and SNES. And so we went over there and I played Super Star Wars and just Star Wars. Loved those games. And then we got the GameCube, obviously. Rogue Squadron was, was my jam. Rogue Squadron, top tier game. And you on that other side, you got an Xbox, original Xbox, right? Yeah, that was down the line. Um, originally, though, it was really just PC games, just yeah. whatever came in the cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can remember putting in Star Wars Racer for the first time and just mm. being blown away. I mean, but back then, oh, it yeah. was like, this is amazing. Look at these graphics. We're flying through Tatooine. <laughs> what? Oh, man, it was such a good time. Such mm. a good time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eckhart's Ladder, if you don't know his channel. Sydney and Eckhart are both Canadian and both love... Star Wars racer. So we had him on the podcast. We were like, they were geeking out big time. Big yeah. time. <laughs> but we, we have this long history. And our, our history, like obviously Battlefront, we started the Battlefront podcast, loved those games. But then we, we also have a shared love of the Jedi Knight series. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Republic Commando. Oh, my gosh. Those <laughs> games are so good. And I think that the, there's, there was a dark period of new modern Star Wars. Obviously, everyone was really scared when EA got the exclusive license. Mm-hmm. That you, you all chuckle because you know we got three games over the course of a decade. <laughs> uh, those are great games. Jedi Fallen Order, obviously, that's one of, if not my favorite Star Wars games, taking over stuff like Battlefront. Mm-hmm. And... Battlefront 2015, Battlefront 2 2017, besides all of the controversy with that, obviously. But great game, super fun. But I think we all wanted the, the highs of like the early 2000s with Star Wars, where it seemed like we'd get two Star Wars games a year. And that was awesome. It's kind of a way to like stretch out Star Wars. Like we were just mm-hmm. always able to get that little kick yeah. of Star Wars that we needed. <laughs> and you get to choose how quickly you go through it. Mm-hmm. You get to stretch it out as much as you want to. You get to really take it in if you want, like, oh, I'm just going to finish this in one stream like an idiot. You can do that. <laughs> but 
you have that option. And you're not waiting for another Star Wars episode to come out. You're not waiting for another movie to come out. Because uh, if you're waiting for another movie to come out, it, you'd be pretty disappointed until mm-hmm. next year, maybe? Mm-hmm. 2025, possibly? We'll see. But from the beginning, Star Wars had tie-in games all the way up uh, to the arcades and then the home consoles. Really, really fun time. And those games were hard. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> Keeps you coming back, though. It does. And it really stretches out that time, speaking on that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I'd say the thing that we all are aware of with Star Wars and tie-in stuff is we get the toys. And we we all know the story of how the toys influenced Boba Fett and how the Mm -hmm. toys influenced, even to this day, Mandalorian, where I think Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni said, yeah, when we were scripting the first episode, we just got a bucket of old Lucasfilm storage toys and we're just playing with them. And that's how we came up with the first season. But I think the, the lesser known thing is like the video games. Mm. If you're going to the arcade, if you're going to play it at home, I'd, I'd say, especially in this new wave, Star Wars games are so influential. And now they're pushing things forward with like Battlefront 2's campaign influenced the um, force visions of the rise, uh, was it the rise of Skywalker or the last Jedi? I think it was the last Jedi yeah. where we get the back and forths mm-hmm. yeah. that, that came directly from battlefront two's mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, we had producer on battlefront 2015, Paul Castellan on the podcast and he dropped this big bomb is, uh, they had the, you know, they had the rogue one DLC and they got to work with Lucasfilm directly in preparation for that. They showed the game to the, VFX team and they really liked how the capture electricity looked like on Scarif. No way. <laughs> and they're like, you know, that's pretty cool. So even down to Battlefront 2015, that influenced the look of how electricity works in Rogue One, which is just such a fun, crazy thing to think about. <laughs> so you have all of these things. It's like this massive thing. Obviously, there's the, the statistic that everyone throws out, which is video games are bigger than movies and music combined. And everyone's like, video games? What, what are these these days? What's, uh-huh. What is this? <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that's kind of the thing that really spawned this discussion today mm-hmm. uh, around, obviously, we have a, a, a huge love for Star Wars video games. And then as we get into even more things, Star Wars 1313, there was the cancel. Oh, man, Star Wars 1313. That's like... <laughs> My dream game. That yeah. would have been so awesome. Fun fact on that, too. In Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, he does a whole chapter on it. And I highly recommend getting the full story. But I think the funnest, most fun thing in that, it's kind of sad, too, but George Lucas historically was like, oh, video games, we don't know. Basically, he put them in this building. They didn't go over there. But the thing was, anytime Lucas did show up, you had all of the people at LucasArts that hid everything. The Force Unleashed crew would, if they heard him walking down the hallways, would wrap up all of their concept art, roll it up, hide it in their jackets, and then walk out of the room they had a meeting in. Because <laughs> they knew if George Lucas saw that, he'd be like, it needs to be Boba Fett. And that's no. what happened to 1313. Oh is he came in there one day and they weren't quick enough 
Dang and it. it was like, yeah, I know you guys are working on this stuff. It's a, it's its own universe and all that stuff, new characters. Um, but how about a Boba Fett origin story? Uh, also, no. <laughs> you're three months away from E3 where you're going to show this off. Uh, you need a functioning demo, and it needs to be about Boba Fett because he was trying to make everything about Boba Fett. <laughs> Dang it. And that is the story of how they put a demo together on this game that originally wasn't Boba Fett, but did eventually get canceled. But it's a really fun story. And then that kind of tied into the Coruscant TV show that they were going to do, mm. which is all around bounty hunters. That was around the same time period where George Lucas is like, I've got this idea. And everything needs to be about Boba Fett because <laughs> this TV show is about Boba Fett. If we can tie this together, we can tie everything together. So there's... Uh, a rough history. So it's not surprising when EA got the license and it's like, okay, there's a Star Wars game announced and, and then it got canceled. And there's the Star Wars thing announced and then it got canceled. And there's the Star Wars thing got announced and then it got canceled. Does that sound familiar? Oh, quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's not a thing. But that's, that's kind of the thing that really makes us appreciate it now is there's such a level of quality that they're aiming for. Whether it really hits for you or not, it's a completely different story. But now the stakes are so high they're trying to make it as big and as epic as possible. Which works sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily work out. But let's talk about some of the times it works out. Yeah, let's do it. Obviously, we've mentioned some of our favorite Star Wars games, but like, what is your favorite Star Wars game? It probably has to be um, Republic Commando. Yeah. Yeah, that was the game that really got me into... Mm-hmm games gaming and all of it like just uh, i remember getting my xbox and yes. that was the game that came with it and i put it in and i'm like this is like no game that i have ever seen or ever played oh my gosh what am i playing right now it was difficult for, mm -hmm. for me for sure because i mean i was totally new to the scene and i'm like i don't know what i'm doing but this is awesome <laughs> Um, I had never heard of the commando unit at all, so I was like, this is wild. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> it started, it just, it was the birth of, like, the opening up of what Star Wars could be. Mm -hmm. It's it, so cool. It really was, and it, it tied in something that we still haven't seen a whole lot of, which is that prequel era. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we got some of it with Battlefront 2, but, and, and the original Battlefronts, of course. But in this more modern era, we haven't really gotten it fleshed out much. And Not in, much. And I think that's something that we definitely want, especially uh, friends of the podcast, Wolf of Wolf, and a bunch of people got together and they recreated it, the mm. opening scene in like yes. 4K uh, using Unreal Engine. That was epic, but it also made me really sad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man, this would be so great. Oh. Yeah. And, and something, I'd say one of my favorites is definitely Fallen Order, mm -hmm. the original Battlefronts. But I went back and played Jedi Knight after probably a decade of not yes. playing it. That game gives you so much freedom and exploration and gives you the story of like building the Jedi Academy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I never knew that's what I needed right. until <laughs> that happened. It's true. It's true. It's so fun to see the level of uh, exploration they give you and freedom because you do get to make a lot of decisions. If you want to have like a little spicy Sith electricity power, you can do that. If you want some force lightning, you can sprinkle that in there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to get a little, you're going to go towards the dark side with it. Yep. But you have that choice available to you. Yeah, you don't have to be all good. You don't have to be all bad. Mm -hmm. You can be a little bit of both. Yeah, exactly. Such the gray time. Jedi. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah, there's, there's so much there. And then we get to the new age of Star Wars. Disney was purchased. EA got the license. And we're like, okay, what's going to happen to Star Wars? What's going to happen to Star Wars video games? Mm-hmm. That's going to be wild, right? What's going to happen here? Well, a lot. <laughs> we got so much Star Wars so quickly, and I think they were also surprised with how quickly they were able to get it out. We're like, oh gosh, and it's popular. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I think this is the year that officially we get um, the Star Wars license officially broadened. Obviously, they made the announcements like Ubisoft, and they made the announcements of like uh, the KOTOR remake. And that was awesome. Now we have this much broader universe that we can work with. Developers can now be chosen. We've got Star Wars Eclipse, yeah. which yeah. will probably be 70 when that game comes out. <laughs> probably, but we can hope. <laughs> um, so there's, there's a lot of those different pieces that we can play with. And Andor, I think, is one of the biggest places. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly so. You got mm-hmm. Tony Gilroy who is playing around with these different experiences and giving these different... Um, he basically said, I want to make a good story and we're going to set it in Star Wars. And then he gave the art department the entire freedom to do whatever the heck they wanted to. They've got the relic uh, like art mm-hmm. store. Um, he said, yeah, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> they... The art department put all those in there. And they put stuff from like the armor of Starkiller. They put, um, what was the, like the Ahsoka fancy um, children's toy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hera's parents sort of thing. Like that, that, yeah. Except really fancy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Extra fancy. Yeah. So they had that. They had all these different pieces that they played around with. Mm And something that's like blink and you'll miss it. You have the very expensive, was it like 60,000 credit crystal that they're given. Where is that from? Because they mention that it's the Rakuten Empire. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those like very brief blink and you'll miss it things. Like if you turn away to look at your phone for a notification, like you probably missed that. Yeah. But it came from Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. What a great game. Um, I played that on the stream and eventually just found myself gambling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the gambling minigame is surprisingly yeah. fun. Yep. And <laughs> everyone's like, oh, let's see how long Sage will spend gambling <laughs> and playing this card game. Um, but it, it's one of those things. Rakuten Empire is huge. It is outside in its own universe, its own galaxy. And it has this breadth of stories. The thing, too, is they had a very different relationship with the Force and with technology because they used more of like a biotechnology and used more of that. And they were a conquering race. They would conquer planets, strip them of all their resources, and continue moving on until eventually they reached the Star Wars galaxy and there was this big fight, which also ties into some of the stuff we got at Star Wars Celebration with the Dawn of the Jedi. And that was something that we had talked about before, after that, of like, interesting. So we've got a mention of the Rakuten Empire, which is KOTOR, Mm -hmm. which goes much further back in time. Oh, yeah. Like, way back. Way, (laughs) way back. And now we're getting 25,000 years before the Old Republic, I believe. 
So we're getting even further back, origins of the Jedi. Yeah. And that lead, led us to be like, hmm, this could be really yeah. fascinating. Yeah, we could be seeing some pretty serious tie-ins. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that, okay, this is, this is interesting. This is a cool theory that we've got going here. And it came from a video game. Mm-hmm. And now that we're seeing stuff with like Cal Kestis, like I want to see Cal Kestis in live action so bad. <laughs> Please, it yes. has to happen. I feel like we're just we're, we see we've seen BD one, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, Cameron Monaghan <laughs> is a great actor. I think there could be some really fun things that they do with that. Um, and then we we see mention of a Star Forge as well we see the mention of the Rakuten Empire. And switching gears to a completely different video game in the same lane of things, we've got SWOTOR. Where does this get mentioned? Well, Andor. Again, video games and Andor, there's a lot there. Specifically, you know how they're sorting Andor into the prison planet? They're like, okay, let's see what we're What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Narkina 5? They mentioned, I think, two or three different Star Wars planets that are all prison planets. <laughs> and one to two of them are from SWOTOR. Oh, fascinating. We're introduced in SWOTOR. Mm. And that's just another one of those tie-ins that's super fun mm-hmm. to see. And it's, this, this is what I love about cameo moments and fan service in Andor Mm -hmm. is you have to have the subtitles turned on (laughs) and you have to be paying deep attention. Mm -hmm. Like when uh, Wolfie Lauren got on the screen, like I was like, that dude looks really familiar. Who is that? And then I turned the subtitles on and it's like Wolfie (laughs) Lauren. It's like, oh my gosh, the Clone Wars guy. Wait, that's him. Yeah, he, he, he quickly was like, oh, the Clone Wars are dead? All hail the Empire. <laughs> so much there. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got Rakuten Empire. We've got the prison planets. And then the third thing I'll mention when it comes to Andor. We have the Gears of War creator and writer who is joining the team to help write a few of the episodes of Andor season two which is just wild to think about. And, and it makes a lot of sense. I think something that we don't think about a lot when it comes to the Disney Plus series and all that stuff is, except, except for The Last of Us, which really opened our eyes to how well you can convert a video game to live action and create a really interesting and deep storytelling that expands on what was originally introduced. Yes, yes. Which I think is so, so fascinating to see this level of connection and appreciation because Tony Goro was like yeah I reached out to him because I really liked the games and saw that he could do some really good long form storytelling Mm -hmm. and it's hard to do long form storytelling I mean video games are 30 40 hours but they don't feel like 30 or 40 hours. Mm -hmm. well yeah no yeah they don't feel like it because you're I mean, you're just in it. You're so absorbed in it. And I think that's kind of the key to it, too, is that Mm -hmm. these stories do just suck you in. Yes. So I'm kind of surprised they haven't done it sooner, like to have these game developers, game story makers in on the TV or Mm -hmm. even movies. Yes. Come on, guys. We've got a wealth of creative knowledge here. And 
we're, they're just itching. We've got to mm-hmm. be itching it to get these characters. It makes so much sense. In. Oh, man. I mean, how many times have you played a video game and you're like, man, I don't want this to end? And then you watch Andor and you're like, man, I don't want this to end. Mm-hmm. But it has so many different pieces. You get to create your own story. And there's so many different pieces of Andor that lets you create your own story with Star Wars. You get to have some idea. You get to theorize on what these, the, the things they're building are in and how that's going to connect to things. You get the whole... I mean, how many people here have played a video game and it's this very repetitive, mindless act to build XP? Do you know what that sounds like? It sounds like the prison that they're in in Andor. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it's the XP building side quest where you're like, okay, fine, I'll have to do it. This guy is so annoying, but I guess I'm going to build my XP so I can level up quicker. Mm-hmm. And that's what Andor's doing. Obviously, he's forced to do that, but how many times have you been to like, the freaking door lock puzzles? So frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so there's, there's that level of carryover that you can have. And then I'd say like a less successful way of implementing a video game idea was like the Rise of Skywalker, where you have a series of fetch quests. Mm. So that's a very like sure line thing. I was talking to a friend of mine and he's like, yeah, it felt like I was watching someone play a video game. It's like, <laughs> you're going to go to here, do the thing, and then this person's going to tell you to go get that thing. You're going to come back. You're going to find some side quests, and then you'll eventually get to your goal. Yep. Then you'll get on the main quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think there's so many different these. Obviously, you have varying levels of success with that kind of format. There's strengths in each of them. Of You can have a really fun romp. Or, I mean, Mandalorian is a good example of that, too. Of That's true. You're just having a bunch of fetch quests. Like, you have the hub world. I mean, the first season's the best example of this because it feels like probably what Star Wars 1313 would have been mm-hmm. where you're a Mandalorian and you're going through this universe and you're talking to these people and you get the puck and it tells you where you need to go. Yep. And then you find out that a bunch of other people also got that puck yep. and you need to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also pirates. Mm-hmm. And then the Jawas steal your vehicle, so you have to go make a new one, rebuild yep. it, get all the different parts. <laughs> like, that sounds like a pretty fun video game, right? Yeah. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have that. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> and I think I, I, what I hope is as we get more into these different Star Wars stories, the TV shows, the movies, we had Ahsoka that showed up at the end of like the Rise of Skywalker and the voices. We have a bunch of these different pieces that are coming together. You have Rebels and Clone Wars characters that are just everywhere. I don't know how old Ahsoka is. It's, or how old many people's lifespans are. <laughs> Mon Mothma is going to be in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot going on there. Yep. And I think we're going to see a very fun exploration of these different universes colliding. Mm-hmm. And they're in a really fun place to do something unique. Because obviously we know with Marvel, like, they, they do the things. They have 27 projects in a year, and they all somewhat connect to each other, and they're all sprouting this bigger story. I think the strength with Star Wars is you can have these different stories that affect each other pretty greatly, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be so overt. Like Andor, this new character that was introduced in the Rogue One that was like, do we really need a story about how they get the Death Star plans? No. no. Until you watch it, and you're like, yes, I needed this. Yep. <laughs> and then you watch Andor, and you're like, I need way more of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so fun to see that level of exploration. And it's so unique. 
because you're not like, man, this is the, the superhero moment. Right. Endor fails mm -hmm. and fails. And then he gives up and he's like, I'm just going to go to space Florida <laughs> and chill. <laughs> and then he gets thrown in jail for something that he didn't do. No, he literally fails at chilling too. Yeah, so. <laughs> he fails at that too. <laughs> uh, I, I think there totally could be a, uh, a, I mean, he kind of fails with the Death Star plans too because he ends up dead. Um, so, um. <laughs> he, he, Andor, a story of failure, <laughs> a Star Wars story. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so there's a lot that, that could be going on there, and I think it's really fun to think about. I think the point about the con connectivity that mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot more in Star Wars is really key, yeah. especially with the games that are coming mm -hmm. and the games that we have seen. There's so much there that they can pull from. Yes. And I'm just, I, th I think we're going to see a lot more as we continue mm -hmm. on. I think so, too. And uh, speaking of that, perfect segue into Jedi you. Survivor. <laughs> uh, Jedi Survivor is really fun in terms of it is Jedi Fallen Order, but better in all of the ways that they can make it. And hopefully that is also the story. We're seeing a story set five years after the first one. The first one, they gave up. They get, they get the holocron, and they're like, you know, this is way too much power to have. We need to yeah. attack the Empire in a different way. We need to overcome them in some way completely different. Let's do this. They all have different reasons for that, and they have different motivations, and they're moving on. And in the Jedi Battle Scars book, they kind of decide, you know, we, we have similar goals, but... We need to approach them differently. So they're kind of buddies, but they're not. They're exploring their own things, finding their own identities. And Calcast is like, man, it's been a rough five years. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I can relate to that really, yeah. like on a spiritual level. Oh, no. <laughs> it's been a rough five years. <laughs> Especially if you're a Star Wars gaming fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but there's so much there that we can play around with. And I, I think there's so much possibility with Cal Kestis. He is, he's like a Luke Skywalker character mm -hmm. who just wants to do the right thing and has a good group around him and is doing it in a completely different part of the universe. And I think that's mm -hmm. what, what Rebellion is all about, is like you have these key leaders that are doing all of these different things. And you see that in Andor. You see that with all of the different moving parts there. You have the, the side of the Senate. You have what Mon Mothma's doing. You have what the Andor is doing, where he's like trying to get away as much as he can, but ultimately finds success somewhat. And then you have what um, Rail is doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like what the Empire's doing, but uh, geared towards the rebellion. Hmm. Like he's, I'm, I'm going to use the tools that the Empire uses, and we're going to get this done, or we're going to die trying. Yeah, pretty much. Or I'm going to kill Andor. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and bring him down with me. Um, I think there's that similar connection that we can have with Jedi survivor because mm -hmm. he is a survivor and i think that that's what i love with like the titles like the mandalorian and survivor there are many survivors hmm. there are many mandalorians because that could be bo katan that could be mm -hmm. dinjarin that could be grogu the survivor could be cal kestis yeah it could be marin it could be seer mm -hmm. grease kind of yeah 
more or less. Yeah. <laughs> Beady for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just sitting on That's that true. planet waiting for someone to show up. Yep. <laughs> he has survived. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different pieces there. And uh, how would you like to see Cal Kestis in live action? Uh, I would just like to see him in live action, please. Period. Any, <laughs> Period. any of the ways. Anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> it's, I think there's a lot of different... I, I want that so badly. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many ways that they can do it right. And there's like mm-hmm. only a few ways they can do it wrong. Because even if he just shows up in the background, that opens up a whole different world. Truly. We saw a chopper that was shown like in the background mm-hmm. of like Rogue One. We see how that's having huge dividends now. We're seeing like Rebels season six with like Ahsoka and how that's playing together. We, I could totally expect we could probably see Cal and Ahsoka. Like, there's different pieces that we could see there. I think there's so much they can do here. And they've already said they expect the Jedi series to be a trilogy. They're, they're, that's what they're thinking of it internally. Mm-hmm. Um, they've said, oh yeah, I totally, I totally see this as a trilogy of games. I mean, they've already started introducing like the um, Inquisitors. Yes. So we've already been seeing the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. We've already been that's seeing the, like, the, clear the droids. Time. I'm just saying the next step yeah. is going to be Cal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very hopeful as well because although Rebels is a TV show, still, they're making them live action mm-hmm. and it is not much of a stretch to think, hey, we could make a, a video game character yeah. who is pretty much already set up for us Oh yeah, as the, as the actor. Uh, we could just chuck him in somewhere. Like, come on, guys. It's really simple. And yeah. I don't know. We're, we're seeing a lot of good things. It's, it's a very, very exciting time for all Star Wars fans. I mean, we're in London right now at Star Wars Celebration. This is freaking awesome. 